0: Quick Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. Eurozone inflation data released earlier this week came in hotter than expected. Government bonds are selling off as investors raise their expectations of how much longer the ECB will have to continue tightening policy to combat these price pressures. So a key question facing investors is whether policymakers will deliver on these expectations and the implications for Eurozone equities, which have been outperforming in recent months. So my colleague Mathieu Savary is joining me in this week's episode to discuss the financial market implications of sticky inflation in the eurozone. Mathieu heads up BCA's European Investment Strategy Service. Thanks for joining me on the podcast Mathieu. So there's been quite a bit of upward pressure on government bond yields across the eurozone this week. Uh, The German 10-year bond yield is now sitting at its highest level in over a decade. And the source of these moves is inflation data for February, which came in hotter than anticipated and basically shows that price pressures are persisting. So in the case of the Eurozone aggregate, core inflation still has not peaked and it reached a record high of 5.6%. And although headline inflation has rolled over from 10.6% in October, it inched down by only 0.1 percentage points in February and is still quite elevated at 8.5%. So my question here is, in your opinion, is the fact that core inflation has not yet rolled over concerning as it suggests that inflationary pressures do not just reflect commodity price dynamics?
1: So when it comes to the question of core CPI, um, it is concerning and it is not concerning. So it is concerning because it's true that core CPI is remaining quite perky Um, It is true that uh, the decline in the headline CPI is uh, decelerating, but we are seeing that around the world. And uh, um, honestly, when we looked at the European data, we did not expect core CPI to decelerate until later this spring. So, so far, in some ways, we're still very much on target in terms of the dynamics that we anticipated. And why is that? It's that to a large degree, the increase in headline and core CPI reflected what you've hinted at, which is high commodity prices, specifically elevated energy inflation, which translated into very, very strong electricity prices as well, and it filtered through to all the prices in the economy. Now you can tell me, but Mathieu, energy CPI in Europe has decelerated quite significantly over the course of the last few months. It's absolutely true, however, let's not forget that it took some time for the upside in energy CPI to be reflected into core CPI. And our logic was that it will also take some time before the decline in energy CPI will be reflected in core CPI. So that's why, yes, it's uncomfortable to see core CPI in Europe at 5.6%, but it doesn't negate the hypothesis that core CPI will decelerate in the spring of 2023. And furthermore, when we look at a variety of indicators, they all confirm that hypothesis that Based on the historical lags, we are likely to see quite a bit of downside in core CPI. So first of all, if you look at the labor market, uh, when you look at the uh, labor cost uh, indices from the ECB, the wage and salaries are slowing down quite sharply uh, across Europe. In fact, if you look at the overall labor cost index, the rate of inflation peaked uh, at almost 4% in the first quarter of 2022. And as of the third quarter of 2022, the data shows that now, labor costs are growing at 2.8%. So we're starting to see a deceleration there. When we look at other uh, variables like the PMI price spades in Europe, they are still uh, decreasing. Inflation expectations from the household surveys are still slowing down. The expectation for selling prices of the businesses are decelerating. And all those variables are excellent leading indicator of the uh, core CPI in Europe. There's also the monetary dynamics that suggests that core CPI is gonna decelerate. So we cannot forget that the first rate hike of the ECB was roughly seven to eight months ago. So we haven't seen the vast majority of the impact of the increases in interest rates so far. Yet, we're already seeing that M1 has collapsed in Europe, the velocity of money is slowing down, credit flows have melted uh, like sun under the snow, and historically, those are all excellent indicator of economic activity and of inflation itself. The final point I wanna highlight is that there's a lot of stories right now floating that points to a uh, threat from the labor market. As I mentioned a few seconds ago, first of all, we are actually seeing in the hard data that labor costs are slowing down, but also there are other dynamics that are interesting. If you look at job postings in Europe, uh, they've started to slow down. In fact, the Bundesbank uh, index of uh, job openings in Germany is right now slowing quite rapidly, and uh, if we really listen to the message from the monetary aggregates, the credit flows, the credit standard, uh, which I mentioned again a few seconds ago, which point to a slowdown in economic activity, they also forecast a big deceleration in employment growth. So right now, I think it's uncomfortable what's going on in the CPI numbers in Europe, but I'm still optimistic that uh, by June, we'll start to see those numbers decelerate significantly.
0: So I see what you're saying that we should be a little bit patient, but market participants have not been that patient. For example, the hotter than anticipated inflation data has caused them to revise up their terminal rate expectations for the Euro area. Uh, and we saw a 4% peak being priced in at some point earlier this week. Now. ECB President Christine Lagarde, she's already telegraphed another 50 basis point hike this month. And it seems that some of the policymakers are also not very patient in waiting for core inflation to come down. So for example, the German Bundesbank President Joachim Nagel, which I should mention is a hawk, he endorsed further, and in his words, significant rate hikes after March. But even the governor of the French central bank, Francois Villeroy, who is considerably more moderate than Nagel, also suggested that the ECB could continue to hike until September. So do you expect policymakers to be patient and wait for core inflation to come down? Or do you think that there is a risk that we're going to see significant further rate hikes?
1: There is no doubt that we will see further rate hikes in Europe. The March 50 bips is pretty much baked in the cake, considering what we've seen in terms of the CPI numbers uh, over the course of the week. Um, But then the picture becomes a lot more complicated. I think, yes, we will continue to see rate hikes even beyond that. But again, it's the question of what's priced in versus what's likely Uh, to come through. Right now, the ECB has a vested interest in sounding very hawkish and in seeing interest rates remaining elevated because the one thing the ECB does not want to see is a massive easing in financial conditions before we've seen inflation actually slow. So right now, it makes perfect sense for the ECB to remain very, very hawkish in its tone. Now, again, you've mentioned um, the Banque de France President, uh, François Villeroy. And uh, here, I would say that it's much more subtle, his message, because he's saying that, yes, there is a possibility for rate to move all the way up till September. But after September, he's very circumspect about further rate hikes, which is in opposition to what the market is pricing, where now rates are expected to increase into 2024. So this is a message that is much more dovish than the pricing. Now, why am I picking on... um, Francois uh, Villeroy de Gallo. It's not because I'm French and I have some biases here. It's because he's one of the most middle ground figures in the ECB. Sometimes he's quite hawkish. Sometimes he is a lot less. And right now, his increasing worries uh, suggest that there is some shift underlying in the ECB. Nagel will always be hawkish. Not will always be hawkish. They're not good reference in the same ways as Panetta will always be dovish. He's not a good reference. That's why I like to look at um, Villeroy. You also have other leading uh, thinkers within the ECB, like the chief economist Philip Lane, who highlighted very strongly in a speech in London a few weeks ago that we are seeing a lot of signs that the ECB's action are starting to have a very uh, visible impact on economic activity, especially in the credit uh, sector in Europe. So the banking activity, the M1 numbers that I've mentioned and so on. And uh, he also kept hammering that we are seeing those impacts already, even though we haven't seen the bulk of the effect of the previous increases of the uh, policy rates in Europe due to the historical leads and lags. So we are likely to see further deterioration in those uh, credit numbers that are excellent leading indicator of economic activity in Europe. So this is showing that already we've seen the ECB, there are many Uh, Members that are starting to look beyond the inflation number So I think this is very important because it means that once the inflation number starts turning if they do as per my hypothesis uh, We are likely to start to see a shift in tone uh, in the ECB
0: Okay, so let's turn to the uh, implications on equities. Uh, What we've seen is that even though core inflation is still rising, sentiment has improved quite a bit across Eurozone indicators. If you look at things like the ZOO, the Centex, the IFO, the European Commission's Consumer Confidence Survey, those have all rebounded quite sharply. And it's also reflected in the performance of Eurozone stocks, which have been outperforming over the past few months. Now, of course, the domestic energy situation has improved and we've seen that Chinese PMI data shows an acceleration in economic activity there on the back of reopening in China. But as we just discussed, inflation is forcing the ECB to continue tightening. And as you just mentioned, Philip Lane has stated that they're already starting to see the impact of this tighter policy. So in this context, what is your assessment of the threat level to sentiment and equities from interest rates that are being pushed deeper into restrictive territory?
1: I think it's definitely a near-term threat uh, to uh, European stocks. And that, uh, in fact, yes, European stocks are outperforming, but uh, let's not forget that the euro is also depreciating right now, which is very interesting considering that when you look at interest rate differential between the URI and the United States, especially in the forward markets, they're narrowing, um, which normally would be very helpful for the euro. So markets are starting to get Concerned about something and I suspect that this something is indeed uh, what the ECB uh, hiking campaign could do to economic activity in Europe and uh, uh, European stocks will continue to face a bit of headwinds from this perspective. Now there are other factors that are helping European stocks outperform. Namely, they're underweight in tech stocks compared to the United States. And here we know that tech stocks due to their elevated duration are under more duress in response to the increase in in, in yields that we're seeing not just in Europe but around the world. So that's helping European stocks outperform a bit uh, vis-a-vis uh, the United States. But nonetheless, I think the risk of a policy mistake is higher in Europe than in the United States, because we are seeing more of those signs of credit deterioration in Europe than in the United States, and that could cause a little bit of a pullback in European stocks.
0: Well, thanks for sharing your thoughts today with us, Mathieu. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes Podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Stay tuned for next week's episode.